What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Marketing Nomad Show. It's your favorite marketer and podcast host. My name is Prit. Welcome to episode number 75, where we're going to be talking about five tips to create a strategic blog that converts for your business. Okay, now before we get into the five tips that I do have for you, I actually do want to just touch upon what is the basic difference between a blog meant for your business and a blog meant for personal use. Now, usually when it comes to blogs meant for business, it's primarily to drive traffic to the business, to increase the business's visibility. Now, when it comes to personal use, ideally, there is no business behind it. When you have a personal blog, it's mostly to drive traffic to the blog post itself so that at some point you can create an income stream through that blog, okay? So that's the primary difference between the two of them. And of course, the way you strategize the one, the blog meant for business is a little different from the way you strategize your personal blog. I just want to put that out there in case there was someone confused about these two. In today's blog, specifically, I'm going to be talking about creating a strategic blog for your business. All right. Okay. Now, the main purpose of having a business blog or a blog that helps you convert your leads to sales for your business is to basically increase the visibility of your business. Okay. What this blog does is through its blog posts, it actually drives organic traffic to the website, for example, and through your website, people can find out more information about your business, about what you do, about your products, about your services. So basically, it drives organic traffic through these various search engines. And this is the main purpose of the blog. Of course, there are various other purposes like building brand awareness, nurturing your leads to sales. It's also to you know, enhance the trust of your potential customers. It's also to continue building a relationship with the people who've already bought your products as well. Okay, so there are various purposes to a blog, but the primary purpose and the reason why I'm basing my entire five tips uh, in today's podcast episode is based on this primary purpose. Okay, now let's get started. The first and foremost tip that I do have for you is you have to identify the topics that your target audience are searching for. And this may or may not necessarily be completely in your niche as well. I just want to put that out there. For example, you are a jewelry business. Ideally, you would, you know, create a blog where you only talk about jewelry. However, if you wanted to expand the topics that are available on your blog, you would also want to consider writing about topics like fashion trends, you know, um, what people can wear during winter, what people can wear during fall, summer trends, all of those things. Even though that might not necessarily be directly under your niche, it is still a related topic that your entire target audience is searching for collectively. That's important as well, okay? So once you identify what are the topics that your target audience is searching for, it becomes that much more easier because 
When you put out blog posts of these topics, what happens is these search engines identify that the content that you're putting out is the content that their user is looking for and it just creates a match, okay? So when the main purpose is to be seen on these search engines so that you can drive organic traffic, you have to make sure that the content that you are putting out is actually what they are searching for, okay? So that is number one. Number two is kind of an extension of number one, and that is to identify the exact keywords that your target audience is using. And not just keywords, guys, phrases as well, okay? The exact way they are asking the questions that they are searching for, the exact colloquial way that they're typing it out, okay? Whatever nuances they use, whatever style of writing they use, you have to be that much precise in your writing, in your content, so that you kind of get a higher match to what they're searching for. It all relates to the main purpose of your business blog, okay? So when you are doing your research for your target audience, okay, when they are asking you questions in your emails or in your DMs, try to figure out the way they are asking this question. Try to incorporate the way that they are asking that question, maybe as the title of your blog, maybe as a subheading, or maybe fit in the keywords that they usually keep repeating or keep asking, okay? It's not a very good practice to put industry jargon on your blog because they may or may not be using those words. So for example, if you use like a very complicated industry jargon, you might know what it means, right? But the person who is searching for content related to that industry jargon may not even know that jargon exists, right? They might be typing it in a much more simpler way. They might be using a different phrase, a different keyword. And it is your job through your research to figure out what exactly do they use? What is the language that they use? How do they communicate? What are the different ways they write the same question, okay? And the more you understand that, the more you can put in in your headings, in your subheadings, and the more easier it is for the search engine to understand that the content that you are putting out is exactly what their user is searching for, and their user, of course, is your target audience, okay? So that was number two for you. So number one was more in terms of the content that you're putting out, and number two was more in terms of what you are putting out, like the keywords and the phrases, all of those details that you need to focus on, okay? Now, number three is you need to understand how your content is going to relate to your products or your services, okay? That is super, super, super key because at the end of the day, this blog is meant to convert your leads to sales. It's, con it's meant to nurture your leads. It's meant to create that brand awareness. And if your content does not relate to your products or services, that's a waste of a blog post right there, okay? So in every blog post, this is something that I do as well. Every single time I am giving some tips maybe related to social media or marketing, 
I always connected to either a membership program that I had going on at that time or my current consultancy services. Everything relates to the product or the service that I have at the moment. In between, if something relates to my Etsy product, I make sure I mention it over there. Now, I have been asked this question before, and that is, well, Prit, what if that's selling? Honey, you have a business blog. That's where you do sell. You are giving value. You're not only selling, so that's okay. Okay, and what you are essentially doing is you are providing them tips. But if your reader needs more from you, you also have a paid option that they can utilize. Okay, and that's okay, and that's completely okay. You should be selling, that is the point of your blog. So, with every piece of content that you do put out, make sure that it relates to your product and services and not just relates make sure that you mention it relates okay and it it doesn't have to be like a huge paragraph or anything like that all it can be is just one sentence and this is one sentence that i use and it personally has worked really really well for me and that is if you need more help please visit you can put the information or you know you can also ask if you need more help with understanding this something or you know whatever it is you can check out my services where i offer personalized you know consultation or coaching or whatever that is otherwise you can also say for example you're talking about fall trends okay you have a jewelry business you're talking about fall trends you can always pitch in somewhere in the middle of the blog and of course at the end of the blog as well the blog post i mean you can always say, um, you know, if you want to uh, get that fall look that we're talking about, head over to your website, mention your website to check out our latest fall collection. And that's it, guys. It's as simple as that. It's not a huge pitch that you're going on and on and on about. It's just one sentence. And that makes a hell lot of an impact because by the end of reading that blog post or even somewhere in between, your reader might want a paid option. You never know that, okay? Don't write your blog post assuming that they don't want a paid option. You never know, they might actually want a paid option. I have had quite a few people who found me on my blog post and then ended up on my Etsy page and that only happened because I pitched it, because I let them know that this is all the free resources that I can give you at the moment but if you do want more help from me, if you do want more services from me, I do have Etsy products that can help you. They are paid, of course, and they obviously know that. But it is important for me to mention, do all of them convert? Of course not. But there are a few of them who do want my paid services. Okay? And if I never mentioned it, then they probably, you know, the few people who were going to buy my services would not even realize and they would end up going to my competitors and then you know getting the products or the services from them so my point is at some point in your blog post it has to relate to your products or services you have to mention that it relates to your products or services okay find a connection somehow and if you can't find the connection 
then reevaluate if that blog post is really important for you to put up or not. Okay? If you think that you get a high volume of people searching, but at the same time, it does not relate to your product or services, there's a very, very high chance that the person who's searching for that content might not be interested in your products or services at any point in the future either. So you have to reevaluate if that blog post is something that you really want or not. Now let's talk about number four. Number four is basically link it, linking it, wow, <laughs> linking it to other free content that you have. As much as possible, you want them to stay on your pages because if they're not staying on your pages, they're probably running off to your competitors, right? So as much as possible, you want people to stay on your page. How do you do that? You make sure that your content links with other free content that you have. And it's not necessarily that you have to make them stay on your blog, though ideally that would be a good place for you to start. But, you know, if you're in the starting stages of your blog and you probably have only a few posts that you've posted, I would highly recommend choosing topics that relate to one another. So, for example, if you have a topic on maybe say how to create the bio for your Instagram, okay, that's the first topic, and you're still at blog post number two for your blog. Now, if it were me, my third topic, I would actually choose something related to Instagram and something immediately after the bio, and that is the highlights. So that as much as possible, each of my free content is relating to one another. So when someone's reading content about my Instagram bio, and then over there at a small part, I put a pitch asking them if they would like to read, you know, a free content on Instagram highlights, they are more likely to click on that link and check out more information that I do have for them. The same thing goes for my blog and my podcast episodes or my YouTube videos as well. If I find something that relates to what I'm posting on, you know, either my blog and i have a podcast episode on something similar or a topic that they also might be interested in i make sure i put it in there okay so as much as possible you want your blog post to look like an intricate sorry your blog not your blog post as much as possible you want your entire blog to look like an intricate web of different content Okay, each one has to relate to something or the other. And the more you can identify that, I actually write this on a piece of paper. I actually put down my content and, you know, kind of map it out because my brain just has way too much information. And, you know, I can go crazy trying to map this out in my brain. So what I do is I actually just write it down on a piece of paper, like this content, okay, this relates to this. And then this, I can say that this is a relevant um, episode that they can watch. I do the same for my podcast as well, guys. If you take a look back at um, many of my episodes, you will find that there is some relation to one another. And I usually put it in the description box as well, related episodes or something like that. I do the same for my blog posts. It really, really works because as much as possible, you want people to stay on your page. You want them to keep reading your free content because you're nurturing them that way, okay? And at some point when they're ready, they are going to request for your paid services, your paid products. But until then, you have to keep them interested in you, in your business, okay? And this is one great tip that I do have for you. 
Now, the last one that I do have for you is making sure you have a call to action at the end. And this might not necessarily be a call to action to your products or services. It could be to download the freebie that you have that goes with the blog post. It could be to check out other pieces of your content. It could even be just liking your blog post or sharing it or tweeting it. There are so many different ways that engagement can help your blog post. It's not always about them checking out your products or your services. Even if they share it, even if they tweet it, even if they download your freebie and give you their email address in exchange for that valuable resource, it's still a win for you. That blog post has done what it was meant to do. And making sure that you have a call to action for those as well, and not just leading them to your products or services, also ensures that even though you may not have a direct win that is a direct sale from that blog post, you are still pushing them forward in the funnel, okay? And you are leading them to your business, okay? I guess I wouldn't say pushing them. I guess I would say leading them. Yeah, I think that would be a better word. But at the same time, you know, you are helping them take steps towards your business. And that's important. That's super, super important as well, okay? So these are the five main tips that I do have for you. It's basically aimed to help you convert your blog. These are strategies that I have personally implemented for my blog, for my podcast as well, and for my YouTube videos as well. It really, really works, okay? These might be small, but if you make sure that you have all these five in each blog post, trust me, at the end of the day, when you have multiple blog posts, it gets complicated if you do not follow these five basic tips for each of those blog posts, okay? So when you are starting out, if you're starting out, don't be afraid. Just make sure that you keep these five tips in mind for each blog post and then keep going that way, okay? And of course, all small things accumulate to one big, big, huge good thing. And that's exactly what will happen with your blog as well. If you definitely need more help with strategizing your blog for your business, I do offer one-on-one -on -one consultations at the moment. You can check them out at www.themarketingnomad.co forward slash strategy dash call. Those um, links are in the description box if you need. At the moment, I'm offering these power hour strategy calls where you know I answer any questions that you have in a time frame of your choosing. And those have seemed to really help um, clients of mine. So it's a service that I do offer at the moment. Alrighty, guys. I hope you guys are staying super, super safe. Thank you so much for listening all the way up until here. And I'll catch you in my next podcast episode. Bye-bye.